Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hey, you cool cats and predictions, kittens. It's the AEW Revolution 2021 prediction show. I am Luke. I'm going to be your compare for this evening. I'm joined by Mr. Davis. Hi, I can hear you. Excellent news. And of course, we're joined by the jam that champion, the retaining, defending jam that champion, the reigning, I should say, Laurie Elfakador. Blake, how are you, sir? Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. Oh, and what I'm, a I'm start this is. Thank you all so much for joining us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. Um, just a little quick check in. Um, we are 10 people away from 40,000 subscribers. So come on, folks. There's nearly 500 people watching this show. There's got to be 10 of you within there that aren't subscribed. Click that little subscribe button. Uh, enable notifications if you fancy it as well. Join us here on the Wrestle Podcast channel. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. Also get your hyper chats in. Uh, Mr. Davis will be pointing to that link right now. There he goes. Thank you all so much. Okay, so this is the AEW Revolution 2021 prediction stream. And it's an extra special one because not only are we going to be going through our predictions, but Mr. Davis and I are going head-to-head -head in direct competition for the number one contendership to the Jam That Championship at Fastlane in a couple of weeks. So it all comes down to one match, which will be the uh, face of the Jam Illusion ladder match, which we'll get onto uh, in just a little bit. Uh, but first of all, should we go through uh, the rest of the card and get our thoughts and predictions out uh, before we get into all of this? So kicking things off, let's talk about do 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 the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Mr. Davis, what do you think? Andy Datsun messaged me this morning and said, it's a year ago today that me and him watched AEW Revolution last year together in the office, and we both freaked out at the Young Bucks versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega match. And, that you know, that bit at the end where Hangman fakes out that he's going to turn on Kenny there, his tag team partner at the time. And, you know, that was I was super hyped for that match. This match has got a bit of blood feud build with the attack on Old Buck, the Young Buck's dad last week. 
but I'm, you know, I'm not like it's going to be a different kind of match. Chris Jericho mm-hmm. and MJF, they're very good in that grinding down heel kind of way. I see this match being more of a way to break up the inner circle, sow those seeds of dissension more between Jericho and MJF than the Young Bucks losing it. And I don't think the Young Bucks should should lose now. There's far more stories to tell with them. So I'm going with the Young Bucks to retain. Uh, Fake it all, where you stand. I'm also going for a Young Bucks retention. I think their main story in AEW is definitely what's going on with Kenny and the Good Brothers. Like that's where they're going to end up somewhere down the line, this kind of uh, new super elite storyline. Over here in the inner circle side of things, you've definitely got you've got MJF and Jericho and Wardlow. You've also got potentially a Sammy Guevara uh, who might show his hand here. And I think that all, all of that stacking up on that side says that these guys are losing. This is a really good way, like Mr. Davis says, of breaking up the inner circle further. Mm. Okay, so we're all going for a Young Bucks retention there. Because I, I think the Young Bucks are retaining here. Like, I don't think it's the time to take the belt off them, as Fakedo was saying then. Like, the interest is within this... Um, hold on, I'll get to your point in a second, Davis. Uh, the interest is in this Kenny Omega, Young Buck, uh, Good Brothers, you know, all this sort of super elite stuff. And, like, as Mr. Davis said, the interest is sort of in the uh, the inner circle, inner feud, and their eventual breakup. And I think, yeah, the, the re- Young Bucks retaining is kind of like the right choice to go with in there. Um, I don't know how Glenn Gilberti feels about this because he and Jericho seem to be on the same page about everything these days. Um, maybe we'll check in with him later. Um, what's a, what's you know, a Glenn Gilberti? I've never really heard of him either. Like, I think he likes disco, but um, I've heard that disco sucks. So I don't really know much else about him other than that. Hey, do you know what I do like, though? I like Stink, and he's back in the ring. It's Sting <laughs> and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz having a street fight, which is a match that we thought was going to be like a cinematic mm. match because it's Sting, right? And Sting is a hundred years old, and he's mm-hmm. had that you know career-ending injury in 2015. So we thought this. He doesn't actually wear just... face paint anymore. This is just his face now. <laughs> <laughs> So we thought this would just be a cinematic match, just a way to kind of like smoke and mirrors sort of match. But then lo and behold, Sting took a big old bump, big old nasty power bomb bump from Brian Cage. And as all the reports now, Tony Khan, TK has come out and said, yeah, he's medically cleared. Sting said, yeah, I've been medically cleared for years, actually. So I'm actually cool to get back in the ring and take these bumps. So it's likely just going to be a big, I mean, it'll be a big brawl. I'll be honest with you. This would have featured crowd brawling, even if this was a regular match, because mm-hmm. it's a Sting match post-2008, and that's what Sting does now. So there'd have been a, a lot of like hockey fighting and stuff outside of the ring. I am actually really looking forward to this match, because I've enjoyed this feud for the most part, but I do think this is one of the weakest booked feuds in AEW leading, aside from the women's match, but we'll get to that. Um, I think it is one of the weakest book storylines on this card because they, I think they kind of overexposed it. Don't you think, Mr. Davis? Yeah. When Sting turned up, it was amazing. None of us saw it coming really from out of nowhere. Great bit of misdirection as well. Cause everyone's like, Oh, the title's going to change hands on that winter is coming episode. Boom. You also get Sting. It's fantastic. And it was like, okay, he's going to do something with Cody and he's going to do some, and then no, only one thing happened. One thing happened for months, and it was Team Taz 
interrupting Sting promos, usually while he's being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Um, yeah, I think I totally agree. They've overexposed Sting, but they they had a good, really good angle last week to build to the pay per view. It's yeah, it's just that this this is a feud that would have been better told in parts over the course of three months, as opposed to mm-hmm. just full on for the last few months. Like Dar- Darby should have feuded with someone else for a bit, and then Sting only occasionally comes in. But I can't see Sting losing his first match. No, no, I, I don't think so either. It's not I WWE. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, and he'd win the bloody title if it was WWE, Laurie. Oh, you say that, but I mean, Seth Rollins beat him, you know, because mm. he couldn't stand. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I, I don't think you could bet against Sting in, on this match. Like, as much as you want to, like, build... I, I think the idea is that you're building Cage and Starks via this match as opposed to giving them the win. I wonder if they'll do, like, the big, like, beat-down angle thing on this episode. I almost, like, wonder if you'd save the powerbomb for this episode, like, for, for tonight's mm-hmm. episode of Dynamite as, like, your big go-home cliffhanger. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do here, but I mean, yeah, for me personally, I'm going with uh, Sting and uh, the TNT champ Darby Allen uh, for this one. Whether that leads to Darby versus Sting at All Out three, like I, as I you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Fake door. Um, I mean, before I ask you what your thoughts are, um, do you still have any of your party poppers? I do not, and I will never do that again because I've literally a day ago finally got the rest of it off the ceiling. So we won't be doing that again. Which is a shame because we've just passed forty thousand subscribers. Oh, so, hey, hey. Thank you, everyone. I wore really my hat. Yes. Thank you all very much. All it took was for Laurie to come on the stream, and that's what pushed us over the edge. As always, you put the draw on, and the people will follow. Um, Fake it all, just of, subscribe. Speaking of Fakeador, uh, what say you uh, about this match? I think it, it, it's fairly obvious. Thing is going to win. I think this this match has been uh, the fact that it's a street fight puts it in the wheelhouse of uh, it, it's not unbelievable that Sting, who could get hold of you know I don't know like a baseball bat or something, might be able to uh, win this match without it sort of being like it's a good cover for his age. Um, I think the thing I, I agree with you that this like less is more in terms of Sting. For a year in WCW, he didn't speak. He just stood in the rafters, looking down, sometimes holding a bird, sometimes not holding a bird, <laughs> and then did some rappelling uh, and beat people up before. And, and that was the best. That's like the best thing that WCW basically ever did, uh, apart from once he won the belt and uh, all the stuff after that. But yeah, that, this is this is that's one of the best things that you could have done with Sting. And here it was this almost this mystery of why he's turned up in AEW and then it just immediately fell apart that it wasn't a mystery. He's just here to sort of stand next to Darby Allen and protect him from Team Taz. There's some nice synergy in that, I guess, between like he's kind of defending AEW and TNT once again against this invading force of Team Taz and the FTW title. Like, you know, there's something in that. I don't think it's been very well told. I'm not necessarily thrilled to see a 70-odd-year-old bloke, 80-odd, however old Sting is, have a wrestling match or take power bombs because that did feel like watching my granddad take a bump and it hurt my heart a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think this could have been better done. Sting and Derby are going to win and then they're probably going to have a feud of their own over who gets to wear the face paint. 
Yeah, it's, I think there's some interesting possibilities to split off from this. Like, even if you did, like, I mean, I was about to say you could do Sting versus Brian Cage at um, All Out, but then oh, that doesn't mean more feud, <laughs> more of this feud, which is just what Dynamite needs. It's more of this. Well, that's the thing. Are Sting we... didn't talk by choice on WCW. He's not getting. He's not allowed to talk now just because he's not allowed to get a word in Edgeways. Are we ruling out Sting revealing his Darby's dad at any point? No. I'm just I, looking at I mean, them is there. Is that on what the... you want? Is that what the... you want, Davis? Is that do you you want this to be Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan, the illegitimate son storyline? Is that what you're after? He's going to be like that your was a good storyline. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it should have been Chad Gable. We've been through this. It should have been Chad. <laughs> who who is a better son for Sting? On the AEW roster right now, Warhorse. No, true. I know he's not on the AEW roster, but yeah, he does better. It was Warhorse. Danhausen could have been Danhausen. Dan, I think no, because Darby does look like Darby looks like a mix of both Stings as well, because he's got the sort of blonde top of Surface Sting, and then he's got the half face paint of Crow Sting. Like you know, if he just paints the other half Joker, we've got it all. We've got <laughs> he's, it all. Got, he's got the smile. He does a smile mm. sometimes, which is a bit Joker Sting. So um, there he's got all the elements that you need. There you go. PK, uh, give us a he's call. Sting reborn. There's no no indication they're going to do a father son storyline, but I I know I know how wrestling works. This is happening. Come on, Arc Tower. <laughs> Arc Tower. I'd rule that out because it's very stupid. Um, okay, up next, let's talk about. I'm going to get through some of these. Um, I would say these are the weaker booked stories of aw particularly this next one which is miro and kip sabian versus orange cassidy and hmm. chuck taylor a story that i think has been going on longer than aew has been around because <laughs> this feels like it's never ending this storyline and it has it has more or less gone nowhere um i mean mr davis you and i review dynamite on a weekly basis i'm going to come to you first uh what are your thoughts on this match yeah, it has been going on. I feel like Miro and Kip win because they kind of have to, right? The way they were shown up at Kip's wedding, they were humiliated. And I don't think Cassidy and Chuck lose anything if they take the loss, apart from the match, obviously. I just, it's, this was obviously once intended to have Trent in, but Trent got injured a couple of months ago and they just... I feel like every week I'm like, okay, this is the part where it gets good now. Okay, Chucky is the manservant. This is going to be really funny. You can you can show how comedic that guy can be. And they never quite get there. There's glimpses of this feud being really good, like when Miro improvised in front of the crowd at the wedding when they were singing along with him. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just kind of like the Sting Derby Team Taz feud, but it has no titles. And it has no sting. It's just very repetitive and drawn out. So hopefully this match will be the end until Trent comes back in however many months' time. Because Mero should do something else. He's he's a big star. He should be featured far more prominently and significantly. So yeah, I think Miro and Kip win. Yeah, I'm I'm torn on this one. I don't really know which way to go in terms of like because yeah, you could you could make the argument that it's the best friends pick up the win. And the baby faces prevail, and that'll sort of be the end of it. My worry there, though, is that it just means they can continue feuding. Um, 
but I would like this to be the end of it. But I kind of felt like they almost they want to wait until Trent comes back and then that will be the end of it. But Trent's out for a long old time. You can you can blow it off now and bring it back later. You don't have to tell the same story for nine months. You can dip in and out like Kenny Omega and and, uh, John Moxley. I know this, you know this, but apparently this is one of the few times where AEW has not realised that they can do that because whatever happened to the bachelor party, that's what I want to know. Whatever happened to Billy Mitchell? Um, Fakador, what say you? I was convinced that Miro and Kip Sabian were going to have a falling out at the wedding. That was where this was all leading to me. The fact that Miro is not only just the best man to Kip Sabian, but he is the best man. Surely he should be pissed off that he's stood there in the shadow of someone else the whole time. He's left another company where there was a glass ceiling, and now Kip Sabian is literally embodying that for him uh, in AEW as he's being kind of a lackey there. I, I, I was just convinced that was going to happen. And when it did, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I don't know why they're doing this with Miro. It seems like such a waste of uh, someone who came in hot as anything um so i'm tempted to just say that the best friends win here to further a split between sabian and miro but i, I also can see a world in which they just win and this continues forever hmm. i think you could do that split at the show so best friends pick up the win and then miro turns on sabian after the match and that's kind of how you split that team up and you can then go push miro as a single star mm-hmm. um I would Let's be go with that. Yeah. I'm quite in for that. Uh, okay. We've also got on the card Hikaru Shida, uh, the defending women's champion, versus either Nyla Rose or Ryu Mizunami. Um, Oliver Davis, yes. Can you get that, that image back up again? That is the AEW women's division. That symbolizes <laughs> it. It's just the champion. She's alone. There's no actual contenders, even though we've had a tournament. You can take it off now. I've made my point. Yeah, I just, uh, I was excited for the tournament. I feel like AEW, they are definitely so much better with their their treatment of the women's division this year. But, you know, that's a low bar to step over. And it's just, we're left in a a situation where tonight it's going to be Nyla Rose versus Mizunami as the US versus Japanese bracket winners to to win the Eliminators tournament, the winner will face Shida. And, you know, out of everyone involved in the tournament, those are like middle-of-the-pack potential people. I was much more into the idea of Thunder Rosa Mm -hmm. going all the way through. I saw in the comments, by the way, Thunder Rosa, also a candidate to be Sting's daughter. I'm thinking Sting and Darby, (laughs) brother and sister. Why is this not a faction? Yeah, uh, but also on the other side, Maki Ito was never gonna get it. I don't think. I, I really like Mizunami, and um, so I kind of want her to win. And um, because I, I, Nyla Rose versus Shida, I've, I've seen they always have great matches, but you know they haven't they haven't built it. It's I, I'm not into that seeing it. that again. Yeah, we did it in full gear, so I don't think it's time to do that match again. Like I think yeah, Mizunami feels like the out and out winner for this. But like I'm I'm with you. Like I thought Thunder Rosa or Riho. The returning Riho was an absolute shoo-in to win this and build to like a Riho versus Shida match or a, Re- or a Shida versus Thunder Rosa match. Like I thought that was almost, you know, telegraphable. So it's weird that it's Rosa and, and Mizunami that, that could be, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it would be Mizunami. But I'm but I I'm, I'm less into that. And I get this tournament has done nothing but disappoint me really because 
I was super excited for it when they first announced it because AEW have done great tournaments in the past. The tag tournament they did was amazing. The men's singles tournament, you know, that led to Kenny Omega becoming the champion of it was really, really excellent. It was an amazing. Actually, Kenny's run through that was great, as was Paige's. <laughs> and this tournament has been two matches on TV. We had uh, Serena Deeb versus Riho, and we had Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, and everything else has been on YouTube. And I think that is a real shame, a real, real shame, particularly because the matches that we have had on Dynamite have been brilliant. It's been really, really good. I'd like to have seen more of it. And it's not like they don't have time. They do have time. And they've actually had a lot of time to get this tournament sorted since full gear. It, I just don't think it's all come together particularly well. And I think it's a real shame. Yeah. I'd say it's a, based on all of that, I think... Don't take the title off Sheeda just to reset the division. Keep the title on Sheeda. Build up someone proper to face her. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Fakador? I also think Sheeda is going to be retaining. Uh, I think the fact that there has been no real storyline on TV for this suggests that I think, like, if it was going to be Nyla again, you would have done. You would have finished a tournament before this, and you would have built a story going into Revolution. Uh, I think this is just going to be a showcase match for Mizunami to add her into the mix for the division, but she's not going to win. So Shida will retain. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, let's look at the um, tag team battle royal, the casino battle royal. So we have got in this match, Bear Country, two uh, offerings of the Dark Order, Reynolds and Silver, Uno and Grayson versus Santana and Ortiz who are not the official tag team of the Inner Circle, but they've got hmm. a tag team shot anyway. The Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, and Top Flight, and a team to be announced, I believe. Um, fake it or any thoughts? I, this probably got me on the pre-show, right? Out of thought, the buy-in? Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, Silver she's going to go Silver and Reynolds. That's it, yeah. <laughs> this is it. I think this is the, this is the time to, to give the Dark Order a win and... This doesn't have to be a big... They get a title opportunity coming out of it, don't they? They do indeed, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think this is going to go anywhere big. So I think it would just be those two guys for a bit of fun. Uh, you can pop negative one there as well. And that'll be a, that'll just be a nice moment to happen. Um, I, can't, I just can't see any other option. Davis? My brain is telling me Santana and Ortiz because... Even though they just had that AW title shot, I think you could tell the story where they win, even though they're the unofficial tag team, MJF and Jericho lost, so they can be like, well, you know, we should get the shot now. You know, it's not a story I'm massively into. I think the tag team official status has been a bit, not convoluted, but it just hasn't resonated in the way I think uh, the other inner circle stuff has with me. But my heart is, is telling me what Laurie just said which is John Silver and Alex Reynolds, but it comes down to Alex Reynolds and John Silver and Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Like, they're the last teams in, in there. And they just, like, respectful shake, look up, maybe someone throws some papers, and we just get, like, a Brody Lee Easter egg referencing final few minutes. And, uh, yeah, Silver and Reynolds win. So I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go those two. Oh, that's actually quite beautiful, and I and I really like that idea as well. I I I initially thought it might be a Dark Order thing as well, but because they're kind of doing this feud with Matt Hardy 
um, you know, they got there. We're meant to have like a big uh, 10-man tag, which has now been taken off the show. And it's now just a regular tag match. But it's still with John Silver and, and Hangman Page against Matt Hardy and Quen. The fact that Private Party are in this makes me think that maybe there'll be some sort of shenanigans there that all like, that's how the uh, Dark Order get eliminated out. It's by Private Party, heel shenanigans. And you can kind of continue that feud to spin off. But that's so why you've got a spare set. Of, that's why you've got a spare set of Dark Order, mate. Well, that's very true. You do have a spare set at that point. Um, so then you look at the other field. I think that's actually quite an interesting story to be told around Santana and Ortiz and them getting the shot, but MJF and Jericho being like, well, we're the official team, so you should just hand us the, the title opportunity instead, and maybe that's some infighting. But part of me thinks it could be top flight. Like, I just wonder if they, like, they're going to sort of push them as this underdog team, that this little engine that could, you know, maybe they're the team that goes the distance in the in the battle royal. And that's kind of what puts them over the edge and leads them into this tag title match against the Young Bucks, which I know they've done on TV already, but I think there's there's a potential story to be told there. So I don't know on this one, but I, I, I think I'm going to go with Top Flight. Top Flight to oh. my pick. Top flight of my pick to to win that one. I think it's a bit of an outside choice. I'm not I'm not Louis Dangor confident with it. I'm not I don't, I'm not going to put big money on it. But um, good money. Good. Hmm. I don't think I'm going to put good money on it. But I'm, I'm I mean, there is also that surprise money. team as well. If, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, which we think it could be like. I mean, a few people are saying in the chats the you know Gorillas of Destiny uh, from New Japan, like Tamatonga Tonga Loa. Good brothers could be um, motor city machine guns. <gasps> oh, if it's the machine. Yeah, but does that not move this? That should move this from the pre-show, surely. If mm. it's oh yeah, but I'm if it's machine guns or if it's machine guns. Pin juice. I mean, the, you know, like uh, bringing them in. I, I think there's a, there's. Oh man, yeah. I I think it probably could be some. Now I'm thinking too much. Maybe I'll just pick, when it comes to Wrestle League, I'll probably just pick TBA because that's always the safest option. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, let's go next to a lot of matches on this card. Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page in a big money match. The winner will get the others quarter one earnings for 2021. Mm-hmm. Davis, you actually said to me the other day that this is the match you're most excited for on the card. So uh, please Maybe, explain yeah. why. I don't know. I don't I don't know why I'm most into this match. I love the characters. I love the story. That's the basics, right? You know, that on a card that has an exploding barbed wire death match, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, a feud that stretched back two years. It's Hangman Page versus Big Money Matt in this goofy supervillain. I'm going to take all your money and I'm going to hurt all your best friends storyline. And it just, I love it. And, you know, on paper, a month ago, when I when you could see this was the direction they were building towards, I was like, okay, here's a filler thing for Adam Page to do. My God, the angles, I, I love everything about it. It's, genu- it's genuinely, I'm not, I'm not, overdoing this i cannot wait for this match i don't know if it'll be any good it'll be of a level but in terms of the storyline outcomes i'm just i'm super into it guys and i want page to win yes yeah i think page gets the win here might be with some help of the dark order because i think you know we'll have private party and th2 out there for some shenanigans and whatnot 
I'd love for you know Dark Order to get involved. Hangman Page to hit the buckshot Larry and get the win over Matt. Because I, I certainly agree with you. Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page on paper does not have me jumping for joy. It does not have me frothing at the mouth for, for in-ring action. But the story that they've been telling and the character of Hangman Page is so compelling and so engaging that I'm, yeah, it's it's not the match I'm most excited for on the card. And we'll get to that in just a second. Hmm. But yeah, I'm... I'm really in for it, though. Like, I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, what say you, Fakedor? It's Hangman Page, isn't it? I think there's definitely potential with <laughs> this. It's all, like you said, we'll see appearances from Private Party and et al. Dark Order and likely spinning out of the casino tag match earlier in the night. But, um, yeah, I think Hangman Page has to win this. I don't really... Like, I don't, it's not as compelling if he loses all of his quarter one earnings to Matt Hardy, is it, <laughs> necessarily? <laughs> I mean, but if you do lose, and if you're down platform. on your you're down on your dumps, who do you turn to when you're alone in this world? It's the mm. Dark Order. That's literally their gimmick. Was they mm. were like you know hiring, you know they were like recruiting people that were losers. So maybe that's what will drive them into. I mean, that's the old you know that was three gimmicks ago for the Dark Order. I think. Um, <laughs> it's like this channel cheyenne um has got an interesting point i just wanted to just before we get into the main events big cass and enzo for the mystery tag team now he only just came back i think that's a slow and steady approach i think it's much more likely to be an impact team i think so too I think, um, yeah, we'll right so in impact before we see them in aw mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and just to back up the idea that it could be the Gorillas of Destiny, as producer Rich pointed out, Tama Tonga is talking a lot of smack on Twitter. And I don't know if that's just Tama being Tama, but, you know, it could be. You know, Does Tama do anything Twitter. else on Twitter? <laughs> that's not new. If he suddenly started talking smack, he, he t- that is his Twitter account. You say that though, but like Randy Orton had a pop at Soldier Boy and it became news. So, I mean, if, if that could become news, surely Tamatonga having a pop at uh, FTR. It's not news when Tamatonga does it because he does it all the time. <laughs> the man's uh, typing right, well, let's, not in all the time. Let's look at. Oh, do you remember his feud with Enzo? God, it was good. That was a hell um, of a promo. I wasn't it just. Um, right. Let's uh, let's go into the main event of this show, but not this stream. For the AEW Championship in an exploding barbed wire death match, it is AEW Champion Kenny Omega versus the former champion John Moxley. Holy heckins, am I excited for this match? I am so so stoked for this match, and. It, I've, I've said it on a couple of streams, but I think it bears repeating. It can go one of two ways. This is either going to be like the exploding barbed wire death matches that we have seen, you know, you saw grainy footage of that was taped from VHS to VHS to VHS to VHS, and it looked like ass, but it was like, oh my God, things are blowing up, literally are exploding around the ring, and there's barbed wire right. It's either going to be that, like FMW mm. great, or it's going to be barbed wire, um, electric cage, TNA, boulder dash. I'm really hoping it's going to be the former. I'm so curious to see what it is. Either way, I think Kenny is retaining, and this is a way to write Moxley off TV. But I mean, Laurie, it's, you know, you, you don't do the AW reactions um, with us for, for Dynamite. So um, I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this match as a whole. It's, uh, I think the this is one of those ones where it's going to turn casual viewers away in a, in a, and, 
I think that that's always the line you end up walking with these kind of more extreme matches that, you know, some people just don't like it. Like, I think I, I like, I I enjoy it, but there is a bit of me that's also like, why am I watching this quite often? <laughs> Sitting there going, why are you putting yourself through this? Why are they putting themselves through that? And I think like, this is, this feels like something that you could, the problem is it has to be at the end of the show. It has to be the thing to close throw out because you've got to give people the chance to leave. You've got to give people the chance to stop watching if they don't want to. But it's also this is also centered around their main storyline. And Kenny Omega is the epicenter of the kind of the new AEW vortex that's dragged in New Japan and Impact. And mm. he he is kind of the archetype of their future. So like to see him in this match does say to kind of the more casual viewer, like this is what the company is about to a degree. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. I think you're, I think we're very likely this is going to be, like you said, the grainy FMV version of the match and not the WWE or the TNA version of the match. This is going to be horrible because once a year, Moxley and Kenneth Omega like to do something horrible to each other. That just seems to be their thing. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I I am just in that I'm in that boat of like I don't think it's necessary I don't think um, I don't necessarily even think the feud warrants this at this exact moment in time like I think they, they we could have built to this over a longer period of time we could have had Moxley out for longer after losing the belt anyway um, Kenny could have had a few more challenges but fine if we're going to do this now let's do it get it out of the way and i think it's i think it's going to be very entertaining but i do think it does walk that line between either being i don't think it's going to necessarily drag in new viewers i don't think it's necessarily going to turn on a load of people who stopped watching wrestling because it weren't violent enough for them i think good wrestling is has done that already not just violent wrestling and i think it's going to possibly do more harm than good that's an interesting point. We actually have got a hyper chat about that. So we'll go on to that topic in just a second. Um, but yeah, Davis, I'm, I'm curious to get uh, your take on all of this. Well, it's no Hangman Page versus Matt Hardy. So <laughs> I, I don't, that, that's what I think most people are going to be tuning in for. Uh, I guess this gets the main, like you said. I am actually conducting an experiment. So I have a non-wrestling fan friend who doesn't know anything about wrestling, she inquired, uh, so do they know who's going to lose before the show the, the, the show starts? That's, that's the sort of perception of wrestling we're talking about. And I said, I'm going to throw you in at the deep end. There is an exploding barbed wire death match this weekend. I'll send you the link. Watch it and tell me what you think. And she just replied, uh, so is this a beer scenario or a red wine scenario? I, was like, I don't know. I don't know what that question means. I think both, and then vodka. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the actual match, yeah, I, 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 I disagree. I think it does suit the story. I think Moxley was off TV for a month, uh, not for a beatdown. So I think, I think they've told it well. And I, I really admire how they've, <clears throat> they've peppered these matches throughout the last two years of AEW. Uh, where they feel like big event. This feels like the Avengers movie in the Marvel release schedule whenever this happens, whenever they these two meet. I'm excited for it. Um, I think they need to get over what the gimmick is on this go-home show this evening because a lot of younger fans that I've spoken to and have seen are confused. 
And I think you start to want, you, you need to set those expectations now before it just, you know, gets, runs a bit off the tracks. But I think an appetite for hardcore violence amongst young teenage male fans is, is that doesn't go away. I know Pete's, Pete's a bit sappy about it. He's like, ugh, people are hitting each other in the head with chairs. That makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, grow up, Pete. In the 90s and noughties, this was cool. Um, so I think I'm interested to see what it does. I don't know how it will play these days. It'll be a spectacle for sure. And I think Omega definitely retains. Moxley's got to take some time off, and, and so should he. I just don't know what he's going to do with the United States New Japan belt. I thought he would have dropped that. I mean, it's quite clear what it'll do. He'll just hold on to it for another year and then we'll <laughs> defend it next February. I mean, and that's what, yeah, what Moxley does with the belt, right? Um, yeah, like I I don't think there's anything that has really shown uh, the disparity of generations between myself and Pete when he uh, did not like ECW One Night Stand or Monster Trucks. And I'm like, that is what really is setting us up for like, we're different people. Vroom, vroom. I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing. Is that I, I think even the presentation of like, it's an exploding barbed wire death match. Like speaks to something in people of a certain age where they like, I remember what those are. To other people, I think to younger people, it just sounds like the hokiest crap that you've ever, even though it's going to be horrible, it sounds hokey and stupid and not cool in like, it does sound, it's, it, I mean, it just sounds like wrestling, doesn't it? It's not cool. <laughs> uh, that's the main thing. It sounds like 90s wrestling. It's not cool when you think about it. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, Ollie, Ollie described it when it first got announced. He said, it sounds like an SEO match. Like, it's just like we're trying to cram in all the keywords possible to make people search for it. Hey, I, I, I call them as I see them. That's how I write the Wrestle Talk news titles. The I, I, it'll be interesting to see because, like, sometimes when they do an old eighties or seventies stipulation match that we've never seen, and they give them new life, like you know the uh, oh I can't the dog collar match. You know that that was incredible to watch. But that is a relic of the eighties, and they gave it new life. And I, I don't, I can't think in my head of any sort of nineties steps that are very in the 90s and and have come back and, and been a success. But I don't think there's been any that have really come back from the 90s. So I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, but it's a risk. It's undoubtedly a risk. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the I, point I in like, which, which one of their matches it was. Uh, it's the one where they pull out the big bed frame. The barbed wire sheet. That was a full yeah. year, 2019. Yeah, that's, yeah and that... At that point where they were pulling that out, I was like, this is gone. This has gone beyond the pale of like, why would that even exist? This thing. <laughs> who made, who, owns who made, made or owns one of those? And I think this is this feels like that situation where it's almost gone too far into uh, like, it's too Mad Max almost at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I also, I like the idea, I was just thinking about it then, of Kenny Omega retaining, and it writes Moxley off TV, and who's the person that then steps up to defend the name of John Moxley to say that he went too far? But Eddie Kingston, and that's oh. the next thing for Omega, it's Kingston versus Omega for the title. It's a Kingston fighting for the honour of John Moxley. Oh, yeah. I've said it now. Oh! Now, uh, <laughs> 
Okay, we do have one more match to talk about, and it is the important one for us here on the Revolution stream because it is the fate of the Revolution, but for us, it's the fate of the Jamolution ladder match. <laughs> The uh, Pentagon Jr. versus Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus either Preston Ten Vance and Max Caster versus TBA. Uh, the winner will get a shot at the TNT Championship. Uh, first of all, let's just give our picks out there quickly, Mr. Davis. It's tough. This is a tough one to call. Um, I was hoping he went to someone else. So I, I, I can mean, think. I can't one. I, I no, 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. go for Lance Archer. Is who I'm gonna go for. Uh, Ooh, that's an interesting one. Because it's yeah, he's, he's been a bit. More, he started being a bit more dominant recently, Archer, and I feel like he was mm. he was due a big push, and I think it's been delayed. And mm. I think this is the time. To, this is the time to go with him. Yeah, it's a good shout, but you know, it's also TBA. TBA. Mm. CM well, you know, you know, what is the TBA is yeah, is what yeah. I... <laughs> so I think this is not a TBA that's been built up that much. It's not who's going to appear. This TBA feels like an Evan Bourne. Oh, sorry, a Matt Seidel. <laughs> I shouldn't say Evan Bourne. A Matt Seidel TBA, you know, but which is maybe, really cool. That, Loved it. But maybe that's the misdirect. You know, like we were saying with the Sting debut, nah. everyone was so focused on on Kenny winning that we didn't see the misdirect of, of Sting's debut. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a fan service uh, one or an impact thing. So Rich Swan, I think, would be a great shout. Mm. Actually, you know who I wrote down in my Wrestle League form? Plug for Patreon, by the way. Go and compete against us in fantasy predictions there. I wrote down Sammy Callahan. <gasps> I, yeah, and if it if it's if it's Sammy, then I want it to be Sammy to win because Sammy versus Darby sounds like a really good match. Mm -hmm. Sammy versus Darby, and who else is there in this match that he could Penta. spin off a feud with? I, too? I was just thinking of Pentas in this match as well. Do you remember that Slammiversary match yeah. they had? Oh, oh, it were good, weren't it? Oh, it were good. But that I don't think that's going to happen. That's just, I was looking at the competitors. I thought, God, of everyone, I want it to be Sammy. But um, did, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for Pentagon. As my didn't pick. Sammy do ups and downs with Simon Miller? Like, <gasps> did he? He's our friend. <laughs> no, I'm just, why has that come out of the woodwork this week? Plug impact. Was, it, was it an impact one? Was it Bad. no surrender? I'm not sure. Well, uh, let us know. I mean, a lot of people in the chat think that, well, I mean, someone thinks it's going to be Sean Spears. Other things going to be The Big Show. Nick Aldis, I'm seeing. Um, other people mm. think it could be Ethan Page, like a debuting Ethan Page uh, coming in now that he's left Impact. Um, Andy thinks it's Juice from Juice and Domino. Good to see that Andy's hard at work. Um, Callum <laughs> thinks it could be Jay White. Um, Cheyenne thinks it could be Moose. So there's a yes. lot of names coming up. You're saying Juice. I think, I think the Juice... Let's get some Juventud Guerrero up in here. Oh, no, if we're going old school, if we, I, I want it to be Monty Brown. If it's going to be anyone, I want it to be Monty Brown. Um, oh, someone's saying Eddie Edwards. That's an interesting one. Um, oh, but, that. of course, for the face of the Jamolution to be the number one contender to the Jam That Championship at Fastlane, we need to have representatives within this match. So the way this is going to work is that Ollie and I are going to draft 
our three picks for who could be the winner of the match. And if that person wins, we will become the number one contender to the Jam That Championship at Fastlane in a couple of weeks. Um, Fakador, uh, I know this for a fact that you do, but I'll ask so anyway because we were playing D&D last night. Do you have a D20 close by? Oh, not like on my desk, but I can get one in about... Oh, you had one literally last night. Why did, I didn't even think to say to you last night. Last night. Up. I can, I can just... I can even... I'll, roll you, I'll roll you one on D&D Beyond if you like. That'd be great. Thank you. I didn't even think yes. to ask, can you keep that on your desk? Because we'll need that for the stream tomorrow. I just thought that, that'll be there. No, I tied you up. Is that, a new, is that a new bookcase behind you, Laurie? It is, yeah. Oh, it the, looks uh, nice, books, mate. Uh, Davis, the books are uh, arranged in spine colour. What? That's you know that's that's cool, like alphabetical cool. Dewey Decimal uh, autobiographical is the famous <laughs> high fidelity organization. Color oh. is great. It's completely effing random, so you can't find them. Sorry, I should be this side. Yeah, like I, not a fan of that, but that's fine. Just <laughs> fake it all. I want to do that to all my books. <laughs> I mean, they're all blue though, so it was quite easy. <laughs> really done, isn't it? Okay. Um, um, what do you need to know? About? So, um, if you could just roll it, please. I'll take evens. Uh, Mr. Davis can take odds, uh, e okay. and it's evens. Uh, it would be, um, yeah. Whoever gets rolled first gets to pick first. Cool. Dun dun dun. Uh, I rolled a twelve, so evens. Yes, to pick first. Picking TBA, please. TBA is my first pick. <laughs> I'll have Pentagon, way. please. PBA. Ollie is picking Penta. Uh, I will pick uh, Archer as my second pick. Thank you very much. I've already lost track. Who, who are the others in uh, there? So you've got Cody, Scorpio Sky, um, Preston. Uh, I'll go. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go Cody then. Cody. I don't think he'll win, uh, though, but I think he's got more of a shot than the other two. I'm going to go. 10. Mm. My oh, I've got Spears then. Okay. You've got you, no, Sky. You've got Scorpio Sky, not Sean Spears. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Pay attention, mate. Too much sibilance over there. He's on the poster. So, if, I, if any of your guys win, you'll face me at Fastlane. Yes. For the jab. But if Brock Lesnar comes down and wins, then we'll have to rethink what, what happens. Oh, this um, is just yeah, yes, That's fine. <laughs> you don't know but yes, so. If if T if TBA if Lance Archer or if Ten wins the ladder match, I will be the number one contender to the Jam That Champion at Fastlane. However, if it's Pentagon Junior, or if it's Cody, or if it's Scorpio Sky, it will be Mister Davis once again as the number one contender to the championship at Fastlane. So, a lot. A lot rides on this because I have to win. I have to get my title back, and this might be my last chance at getting to wrestle Jamia. What's that? You're my title. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, I mean, Mr. Davis, I know that you and I are going to be foes this coming Sunday, as we always are. But did you have fun today? I had a lot of fun. Um, Fakador, did you have fun today? I had many of the fun. Chat, did you have fun today? Get your chat in. Um, because, <laughs> oh, it was fun. It was fun, wasn't it? I wish I could have this sort of fun through the f- online forms and Patreon there is a way to do that. It's patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get involved with WrestleLeague. Compete against us in WrestleLeague predictions um, and you'll get prizes and stuff. Everyone's in the chat now just saying fun, 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 and fun because it is fun. So yeah, go over there. Join us on WrestleLeague. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Let's go through some of your hyper chats. Uh, Thank you to Poet to the Poets Poets. Uh, who got in touch with us yesterday on the Raw stream um, uh, about something, just clarifying that a joke that they'd made, it's all good. There was never any um, confusion over the joke at all. Everything is absolutely crystal clear. Ben Morris says, funny how Lashley wins. Uh, year-long reign to come is all I care about on Raw, but AEW keeps me watching all of their shows for multiple matches. Uh, Reese Johnson says, afternoon lads, I just missed the peak of ECW by a few years, being only a few years old at the time. If the death match this weekend is a four or five star quality hardcore match, could this spark a hunger for another kind of ECW from fans? Everything is fake or I don't think so, but I wonder if this is going to be one of those things that like the kind of like the one night stand shows did that it's old those older ECW fans that did switch off once the company dies. Is this something that they're going to tune in for? Is this something that could possibly pull them back? Potentially. Like we we keep saying, we don't know. It's it's something that's quite untested. Mm-hmm. I, if I had to put good money, I would say no. 
and this this remains quite a sort of spectacle oddity that's rolled out every couple of years. You want to keep it special, I think, and I think I think oh, yeah. doing a whole I think more so than a lot of shows, ECW is a product of its time uh, and probably should stay in that time to some degree. Um, and if you do a whole show themed like that, I think it's going to go the way of NWA's show where it sometimes just mm. feels just that bit too gimmicky to really ha- go the distance with fandom. Yeah. Gabriel Caruso. Hey guys, just wondering who you'd think would win in a shoot fight between real American Hulk Hogan and 1987 USSR. The entire country. I'm taking Hogan <laughs> like I'm communism. You didn't read it. You didn't read out the hashtags. Hashtag freedom. Hashtag not putting up with it. Hashtag Scott Steiner mash. Hashtag AW. Hashtag revolution. No, uh, not not putting up with it. Oh, hashtag sorry, not putting up with it. <laughs> Stu said, you got it wrong, Ollie. They're building towards Sting and Darby getting married. Not a father-son storyline. That's so much better. I'm woke. And they'll have a child who's got the back half, half the back of their face. (laughs) Front and back. Uh, Siren Goddess uh, says, hey, love that Danhausen. Would love to see him in AEWhausen. Miro has done so good, just like Brody, showing what happens when you give people a modicum amount of give. Ryu Mizunabi has cleared all of the favorites so far. Everything will be fakeador. I think I, I, I think Miro needs more, really. I, I think he's done as much as he can with what he's been given, uh, but I think we all know he's got a lot more in him. I'm going to disagree with you there because I think this is what he wants to do. Like, I think this is the character that he wants to be, this gaming best man character. I think this is his idea, and he's... Mm. So, mm. I, you know, I think that's kind of what they're saying, like, the you know, the modicum of freedom that he's got, this is the, this is the character that he wants to be. Um, but I do agree that I think he could be doing more. That character could definitely be in the ladder match for, or could definitely be in the match for the TNT title. You know, that that's that's what doing more with him would be. It's like I'm fine yeah. with the character. He just needs to be more. Needs to be happening yeah. with it than being a, fit, a the second fiddle to Kip Sabian. Be quite cool if like Miro does do the turn on Sabian, and then you know, say it is like a Matt Seidel is the TBA, and then Miro takes that person out, and he enters himself into the match, and he then wins and goes into a TNT title feud. I'm only saying that because I've got TBA to win. Uh, the Zorni says, "I love the fact that the tournament was on YouTube. It made it really easy for me to watch. I'm looking forward to watching the pay per view with you. Do you think the NXT will be great again when they're allowed to be back uh, in their old ways?" That what their old ways being unopposed. Like I, I, their old ways were one-hour shows on the network. That's not what they're going back to. The, the reports are, folks, if you haven't seen them, that NXT might be moving to Tuesday nights come uh, WrestleMania week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I I don't think that would change anything. Um, I think they'll carry on the same as they are now. I think it's, NXT has ended up purposeless is the problem. It's ended up because because it went up against AEW. It lost the purpose of being a developmental brand because it was on TV as well. It lost that purpose of people just move on from here and you get a con- consistently fresh roster of new faces and we build them to a point. We hand them over to the main roster. They F it up completely and then they leave the company at some point down the line. Now people are going back. People are sticking around for years and years and years in NXT. And it just means that it's just become another show 
and now it's not going up against AEW, the highlights of NXT in the last year have been when they've actively competed against AEW in terms of mm. ratings, and they've bodged something together like the Great American Bash, yeah, um, and that produced some of the best moments. So now I'm hoping that they'll rethink the purpose of NXT, rethink what kind of stories they should be telling, I also think part of that has been the pandemic and their worry of not wanting to necessarily make any huge moves with the program of like trying out this person as the champion or moving the belt here. They've been kind of stuck in a cycle of stay with what's safe. That's probably Johnny Gargano. That's probably Finn Balor. They've obviously also had been plagued by injury this year. So I think once once the pandemic is kind of wrapping up and hopefully everyone's back from injury we should see a slightly new version of nxt i'm hoping they find the purpose in that going forward because at the moment they're just a little bit it doesn't it doesn't really do much it doesn't do what it was set out to do nxt it's not about the nxt talent uh finish inquisition it says luke i can never see you as a baby face again if you don't take back the words you said about disturbed the vengeance of the gods of metal will be swift and suitable for your crime and i'm sure it will also be incredibly mediocre <laughs> a perfectly fine band <gasps> chris petro uh, said i think mizunami wins the tournament since she flew from japan for tonight's match it would make sense to maximize her stay shida wins sunday though with thea trinidad debuting right after the match setting up a program for them thoughts wrestle talk for life i think having mm. theater and dad debut and go straight into a title program could backfire on them in terms of like detractors that AEW already that have that you just push the wwe stars will just come out more in force that you are just pushing ex wwe talent over your homegrown stuff thea trinidad is of course selena vega uh, i yeah i compared to the rest of the division she she was a great manager and you know to, i we, i don't know if we got to see if she was hindered by the sort of match styles that she had in wwe but i don't yeah i yeah that will backfire i think very much i think so too uh, james hanley said don't listen to pete he's an ass man i'm an ass man <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> Mullen said, um, "I love that you got. Uh, I love that you chucked a lady into the deep ends with the XBWDM. Oh, with the exploding barbed wire death match. My wife refuses to watch wrestling due to the actual violent elements. She knows it. Fa- knows it's fake. Don't say that to Randy Orton, but calls it murder gymnastics. Is that what she equates <laughs> it to in her head? This won't help." like that murder gymnastics um it's entirely your pay-per-view bacon rasher hey lads just wanted to say that i'm looking forward to more nxt content when it moves to tuesdays also did you hear pretty deadly beat gallus with the nxt uk tag titles i did probably the only person oh yeah that happened like, mm-hmm. like it was either yeah. last week or like two it was weeks last ago. week yeah what yeah, <laughs> i'm pretty looking up to date with wrestling and that doesn't i miss that <laughs> Sean and Denise were talking about this on the Fightful podcast where they were like, yeah, you know, like Sean says, I tweet about every wrestling show that I watch. And you can tell that when people are watching because they interact with you. Ain't no one interacting with me when I'm watching NXT UK. Um, looking forward to Quizzlemania, but we'll miss Luke and Mr. Davis. Any plans for the night off? Jam that jam. Absolutely. I'm watching Bake Off because I didn't watch it last night because I was playing D&D instead. So watching Bake Off and MasterChef is back on TV. So I'm watching MasterChef as well. What bake off? What bake off is it now? Is it celebrity? Stand up to cancer one. The celebrity one. Yeah, it was on. Oh, I didn't know that was last night. 
<gasps> Dude, we can watch it at, like at the same time. We'll text each other about what's happening. Um, Peter Mullins says, as a Cakes. married man, I recognize the, the, the bookcase thematic organization. That's a lady door that's done that. Condolences, fake door, but it's always important to pick your battles. Godspeed, kind Lucha. Hey, I'm just I happy they're on a shelf. We've been living in a minimalist <laughs> house for a couple of years, so I'm happy that stuff's on a shelf. I'm not going to, I'm not picking a fight. I would love to live in a minimalist <laughs> house, but as you can see, it's not my style. I, I look through Instagram and I'm like, oh, Japandi is the way forward. That's what I want to live like. But I've got too much crap. And but I, I also, yeah, I keep it like, but I also want my toys. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Raven action figures on my desk. Um, Luke's desk and, at the office just like sort of accumulated stuff. And I'd be like, why is this here? Like you had a whole monitor that you didn't need. I was like, well, do you want me to get like, you do, do, you, do, do you need three monitors? And you were like, oh, they're here. <laughs> Luke's yeah, was also all is. propped up with other stuff that he liked as well. If it like it wasn't like oh I've got a monitor, I'll get a monitor stand. It was like no no, I'll bring in six NES cartridges and <laughs> stack it on that. My laptop is still it's currently sat upon uh, twelve Mega Drive games. Um, that's the way that I live my life. I've even got you know it's minimalist. I've I've got a measuring cup up here because I was having some gin last night. Nate S. Lastly, you said <laughs> no wonder he thought I still had dice on my desk. Yeah, I had a lot of gin last night. Uh, Nate S. Um, it's probably why I had a nap this afternoon. Uh, says I think it won't be a hokey S word type of match. I think this will be Moxley's legit farewell to death matches, and he'll want to go out mm -hmm. with the style that he grew up on. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, definitely, definitely a way to write marks out for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm an ass man, and it's that you second can be one. too. It's the... <laughs> and you can be too. Have fun at Wrestle League, WrestleTalk.com. Sorry, Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle League. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. Get involved. All of the fun. <laughs> Please do give to the channel a subscribe. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the AEW Dynamite review. And then Denise and I are going live with the Rest Talk Magazine show on Friday. Pete and Andy will be going live with the SmackDown review on Saturday. And then three of us, the three amigos, will be here watching AEW Revolution live and giving our live reactions and thoughts where we are going to crown a new number one contender to the Jam That Championship in the face of the Jamolution ladder match it's going to be a great time thank you all so much for joining us thank you mr davis for being here thank you to our reigning champion el fakador at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk jam that jam everyone Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.